Hey guys, uh, Lena here in Chicago, excited about another podcast in our, in our One Big Thing series, and uh, or actually I called it the One Thing series, and uh, this is just week two in it, so we're just getting revved up, and every week I'm going to give you kind of one big idea about life, and hopefully some of these will be exciting for you. We're going to talk about sex, love, marriage, justice identity security today i thought we'd talk about purpose and uh, you're like no no talk about sex well you have to check back in for that topic but for today I, i'm going to hone back into purpose and you guys are like well there's a connection there purpose uh, our purpose in life and our sexuality anyway, I, you know what this is I, I need to just stop this and kind of go back and start again but it's my second go around so i'm going to just stick it out and be that as it may um, let us focus that, our attention on god's word if, hey, if you're just tuning in you should know that uh uh, this is a biblical podcast, believe it or not, and uh, I have a website called livingwithpower.org, and my goal is to provide biblical truth for everyday life, and I try to just share my life and, and how God's Word applies to it in an effort that it will inspire others to really integrate all that we're doing in life with what God has for us. If we can align ourselves to God's purposes, uh, I think ultimately we'll find true joy and true happiness, and who isn't looking for that? Um, maybe you don't know the Lord, and maybe you're just seeking, hey, you know, what, is there really a God? Uh, I'm here to tell you that there is, and not only is He there, I, He also wants a relationship with you, and it's no accident that you tuned into this podcast. Um, it, I'm, you know, I'm no genius. I'm just basically a woman whose heart has been captured by God and, and longs to share Him uh, with you. And so I hope that, uh, you know, the way that I communicate will be very um, inspiring to you, but if it's not, then I'm not going to take that personally, because the, really the power is not in my ability to tell you something, but really it's, it's in God's Word, and I believe that with all my heart, that it is God's Word that is the strength and the light in our lives, and so I am one of those people who takes it literally, and uh, I happen to be an ER doctor, so I don't take a lot of things literally. People come in all the time and tell me things that I just take with a grain of salt, and I've learned over time that that will serve me better. But uh, when it comes to God's Word, um, what He says, He means. And when it comes to purpose in your life, really, um, here's the one big idea that I want to give you about purpose today. God has a purpose and a plan for your life, whether you know it or not, and whether you feel it or not. See, you might have just been rambling around today and trying to get your act together. If you're like me in the mornings, I mean, I live alone. You'd think it'd be easy to get ready, but it's not. And I putter around and I do all sorts of things. And, 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 and it's almost like I'm some atom in the world that's floating around trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And I have to constantly remind myself and, and, and of what it is that God has created me for. And so this podcast really is a reminder for me as well as, 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 as a focus for you guys in your life. And so you might not know that God has a purpose in your life. Well, I'm going to show you in a minute from his word that he does. But but I think more importantly is sometimes we know it. We absolutely know it in our heads. I mean, we know the verses. We could take you to the verses. But we don't feel it. And it creates such a deep disconnect in our soul when, when we know something in our heads, but it doesn't quite get into our guts. And, and so often when that happens, you can really feel just alone and, and wonder where God is. And maybe that's the place that you are here uh, today. And I, I, I just pray that, that uh, you know that I have been there before and like not even a long time ago, like I mean just even in the last few days and, and the only way for me to refocus is to get into his word and remind myself of the things that he's promised. So let us look at Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It's a very common verse if you've ever been in any kind of church camp, youth camp. Uh, here's what God says. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. 
Oh, man, it's such a good verse, isn't it? For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. And uh, I want to try to look it up here as I'm reading it. I'm looking it up into, let me see if I can find it in. I always try to find it in the message. Did I do that last week? I feel like I did. And, and, and here we go. I like to read this. I like, I do like Eugene Peterson. I can't lie. It's, it says this. He wrote, it was, it, this is a paraphrase of it. It says, this is God's word on the subject. And he gives all the context here. He says, As soon as Babylon, 70 years are up and not a day before, I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future that you hoped for. <laughs> this is so good. I'm going to read that again for my sake this time because I need to be reminded of this. God says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Hey, what do you hope for today? Maybe it's not in your life right now, but it's, it's in your soul. You have a hope, a desire. And, and you, you know these verses of God says, delight yourselves in the Lord and, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And you're like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And you're frustrated in the waiting. Let me remind you of this one big idea. God has a purpose and a plan for your life, whether you know it or not, and whether you feel it or not. I guess you could also say whether you're seeing it right now or not. You say, those are big words. You have greater faith than I do. No, no, no. Listen, I am so often like you. My faith is small and I'm constantly like, God, help my, uh, here's my faith. Help my unbelief because, man, it is bigger than my faith often. But I want to give you just a few sub-thoughts. Uh, it, it, again, if you want to remember one thing, just remember the one big idea. But, but I want to break it down a bit. That you have a purpose is sure. I mean, this is God speaking. And, and he does it all through his books. This is not one isolated uh, verse in the Bible. All through the book, we see this constant reminder. I love in the New Testament, the equivalent of that is in Ephesians 2. Uh, actually, actually, let me let me back up a bit and say about purpose. Because, you know, you can get, we can get so impractical about it. And we can be like, well, yeah, I know God has a purpose in my life. I mean, Jesus said in John 10, 10, that he came to give us life and give it more abundantly. So that is his eternal will for us. And, and it, you know, maybe you even can spiritualize and, and go to Romans 12, 1 and 2, where it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so you might be like, well, I think God's will for me is to be Christ-like. Well, yes, absolutely true. God sent his son Jesus to die for you and in receiving him he comes and lives in you and, and, and I know it sounds crazy if you've ever heard this before but his whole point in life is to make you Christ-like yes but I think even further there's a practical outplaying of his will in our life I believe that while my heart in Ephesians 2 10 I'll read uh yeah let me just read verse 10 so we want to focus our attention on this topic today it says for we are his workmanship meaning Christ's we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God has good works for you. He's got good works for me. He's got a plan for you. He's got a plan for me. And, and that alone should stop us for today and, and just get, you know, make us just go, wow. I mean, God of the universe has created me. <laughs> Trust me. I know exactly who I am. And it is not my, and my mom might be listening to this and she knows exactly who I am. And trust me when I say, that God has a plan for my life is incredible. And, and it is overwhelming to me. Think about it. That God Almighty knows you. In Jeremiah chapter 1, it talks about before you were formed in the womb, God had a plan, you know, made a purpose and a plan for you. So that you have a purpose is sure. It's wording throughout Scripture. You see it in Job. You see it in Isaiah. Now, here's another subthought. That you don't always feel it is also natural. I don't feel like a doctor half my life, but I am a doctor. You say, what does a doctor feel like? I have no idea. 
Because to me, I just feel like little old me. You know, I show up to the ER and I, I know a few things, but to me, I feel like everybody should know them. So there's nothing special about what I do. And and you guys are like, yeah, we figured out by now you're not the greatest egg in the basket. But no, you know what I'm talking about. You don't have to feel it to know it. You don't. You don't have to feel alive to be alive. You don't have to feel strong to be strong. It's just who you what it is. And and and, and circumstances in life come at us, and it can be so discouraging sometimes. And that, too, by the way, should not be a surprise to us. Uh, I love the uh, words in Isaiah 55 where God says that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so that much higher are his thoughts than ours. And, and I think we just think that we're going to put God in a box and figure it out and it's all going to look perfectly. But, but you know what? We don't know God's ways. And, and so sometimes when, when, when his ways don't seem to coincide with us and our timing, it can feel awful. And in those times, I believe they're times of testing. How are you going to come out of those times? In James 1, we're told to consider joy when you enter trials. And uh, and it is in those seasons that your faith gets stronger when you don't see it, but you're still saying, God, I believe it. You say that you have plans for, not for, for evil, but for our welfare, to give us a future and a hope, so we will rest in the knowledge that you've promised that. Which brings me to the next sub-point, um, that he knows it is more important than you knowing it. See, part of the secret of this walk with God is understanding who God is and his character. And so when you think about it, um, when you that he knows the way is more important than you know. And why? Because because he is sovereign. Because he knows everything. Because he is good. You know, even we, we, we don't have foreknowledge of how things are going to play out in our lives. So, and, and by the way, we are not good. I mean, I, mean, I want to get even with people nine out of ten times. One out of ten times I might find a little bit of godliness in me and, and not have to go immediately to that revenge mode. But half my life, I'm trying to combat the flesh and be like, God, I want your ways, not mine. And if you're like me, you're the same way. I mean, I mean, it, 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 thank God my life isn't left to my own devices. And, uh, and, and, and so it's important to understand that God and his character being good and loving and faithful and all-knowing and ever-present and all-wise can do and see things about our life and how it's going to unfold. He can work despite our mistakes. He can reshape our ways. You might you might be like, well, I'm not sure if I took the right exit. Did I marry the right man? Did I, you know, did I send my kids to the right school? Did I cook the right... I mean, you can get so carried away with this. It doesn't matter. You have a God who can work despite the occasional mistakes that we do. And how many of us haven't made mistakes? And, uh, and you can read all about my mistakes. I've written about them in my books thrive and stripped and and i don't know which one tells more horrifically the pits that i've been in before and how god has redeemed me from that that is the story by the way that is what jesus does he redeems what's broken Uh, i'm teaching next week on or i think by the time this airs it'll be my first week teaching mark and i just love that story and i'm going to be probably running those podcasts in the spring uh through the book of mark i love teaching through books of the bible but i'm reminded again that jesus uses broken people and Mark, who wrote the Gospel of Mark, man, his story, I mean, he was a failure at one point, and yet somehow God redeemed him. And, and we see that story of redemption throughout the Word of God, of people who who fell in and, and every horrible way. I mean, I mean, I mean, in every way. You know, right now, I feel like sometimes I'm making a list of Christians who seem to have it together and then fall in, in, in different scandals. And, and you think in your head, how could they do that? And, and, and yet... The Bible is full of people who have fallen and God has redeemed them out of the pit of destruction. And then you look at your own life and you're like, I know who I am. 
and and God knows who I am. And the amazing wonder of his love is that he uses me despite who I am. He takes joy in redeeming my story and using my broken past and and, and, and knowing that I'm going to still make mistakes down the road, but still being willing to use me. So that God knows my purpose is more important than I know it. doesn't matter if I know it. Stop being so hung up on having the plan. All right, here's the next sub-point. That you know Him is more important than knowing the plan. Okay, this is really what all this is leading up to. We talked about this last week. The one big idea was, if you want to be intimate with God, you're going to have to spend time in His Word. And, and I, I think we're going to see this pattern every week. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us this beautiful plan that God's given us. And I, and I don't know, like, if I told my nephew, i got a secret, and it's awesome, I can guarantee you, that he's going to hang around me until I tell him what it is. And, and by the way, that plays out for all my nephews, even the one-and-a-half-year-old who doesn't even have words. If I say to him, come here, he hung out at my house for a couple hours this morning. Well, it felt like a couple hours. I think it was only like 20 minutes. But he was there for a bit, and, 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 and I said to him, hey, Sam, come here. There's something I want to tell you. And I'm telling you, 9.9 out of 10 times, that kid's going to come by me and want to hear it, even though he can't even piece some of the things that I say to him. He's starting to understand more. But but why? Because we're logical enough to understand that if, if someone calls me up on the phone and says, I got a secret and it entails you, and I'm going to tell it to you. I love Jeremiah 33.3. It kind of addresses that. Because some of you, by the way, let's personalize this for your life. I mean, you might be like, well, listen, I believe that. I believe God has a plan for my life, and I, I want to know it, and... And here's what God says to you in Jeremiah 33.3. He says, Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I, I didn't make these verses up. They're in the Word. Isaiah 55 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And, and, and in that, by the way, the following verse in Isaiah 55 says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. If you're walking in sin and you're trying to figure out God's ways in your life, you're not going to know it because God is holy and, and, and you've got to come to him in the name of Jesus. Of course, you know, his Christ's blood covers us, but more so, I think if we're harboring sin in our life, our iniquities in Isaiah 59 verse 2 says that it separates us from God. So we are naive to think that God is going to want to have a conversation with us. Not, I mean, I read the word sometimes while having sin in my life, and I still can tell you I learn things here and there, but there's not the open intimacy that God promises. And in order to, 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 to communicate with God, there has to be an awareness of our own sin and coming to Him on His terms. And so, don't you know, I, I just don't want you guys to, to minimize that. I think we overdo these days God's love, and we undersell this concept of, of holiness and and. Um, and all through scripture, you know, people who have heard from God and had a deeper relationships with God were people who abandoned their own ways and their sin and came to God on his terms. And that means being willing to admit that we're wrong. And, and, and that's when we can get to know him. And, and if you look at the great examples of men and women in scripture, I love Joshua. Joshua was used by God so much in the Old Testament. And, and the way that he knew God is that he hung around in, in front of the Ark of the Covenant. He wouldn't leave. It says in Exodus, I think, 32 or 33, that he stayed there. Everybody else would leave. And the guy just stayed there. And, and and, and, and I'm sure that all he wanted was, God, tell me your ways. Speak to me. What is it that you're saying? And if you're in a season of waiting, and if you're in a season of hungering after God, listen, he promises in, in the Beatitudes. He says, blessed is he who hungers because, for righteousness, because God is going to... Actually, let me read you that verse so I don't... Uh, it says, uh, 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 blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be satisfied. And... Uh, and that's a promise. I mean, that is a promise. You'd say, how, do, how can I know it for sure? 
Um, it's in God's word and God doesn't lie. That is who he is. And so that you know him is more important than knowing the plan. And so as you get to know him more, you will find these things to be true, that he doesn't lie, that he is always truthful, that he is faithful to the end. Um, and, and as you know him, you'll learn his strategies. And as you study his word, you'll understand some things. For instance, here's some, just, I just jotted down some ideas about God's strategies. There's always a season of waiting. Always, always. I don't see one human who has had a, a true relationship with the Lord and his word who didn't go through seasons of waiting. And usually that's in a wilderness of sorts. This, this, is, a, this is not, no, I mean, I, I can't think of an exception to that rule. Uh, email me, tell me the exception. I, cannot, I do not think of it. Trials are part of the gig. That is part of God's strategy to knowing your purpose and living it out. It, is, it involves waiting, it involves trials, and it involves faith. So it involves believing God's word and acting on it no matter how you feel, knowing that God always keeps his promises. So so listen, let's go back to the one big idea. We'll wrap things up. God has a purpose and a plan for your life, whether you know it or not, and whether you feel it or not. So if you're in college, don't give up. This isn't just about what you're going to major in, where you're going to get a job. It's bigger than that. And if you are a homemaker, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And if you're a business owner, it's even bigger than you running that business and getting that promotion. And if you're a doctor or a dentist or, or, or if you don't have a job and wish you did and you're like, I don't see my purpose. Maybe you're in a season where God isn't using you in ministry, where you used to be in ministry and now you're not. God's purposes are bigger than that. And don't let just a few, you know, the season of wilderness that you're in deter you from the truth that God has a purpose and a plan for your life, whether you know it or not and whether you feel it or not. And now why don't you make this day, this week, this season, a season of leaning into him and getting to know him more, understanding his character, his strategies, and hanging on with your life to his promises. Because when you do, you'll see that this is a God, like Jeremiah, like he tells us in Jeremiah 29, who knows the plans that he has for you. Plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Hey, if you want to just tease out some of your uh, questions about the future, God's purposes, at plans, if you need me to pray with you, I would love to do it. You can email me, lina, L-I-N-A, at livingwithpower.org. In the meantime, know that I'm praying for you, and I will see you again next week. Take care.